0: just, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm a little excited today. Uh, It is just my honor to be able to stand up here and serve alongside of each and every one of you. We're going to continue in our series this morning of Engage Purpose. I just want to give a special shout out to Pastor Sam. If you were here last week, wow, wow, he did absolutely incredible. I'm just through the moon, proud of him. And uh, if you see him today or Pastor Sarah or Pastor Karen, I encourage you to encourage them. The amount of time and effort and sweat and tears that go in each and every work. We have an amazing team here at the Kanata campus. And so just give them a high five, right? Like a hey-o, like whatever it is that the Holy Spirit leads you to do and encourage them. Because I was so impressed uh, with just the quality of, of delivery that Pastor Sam was able to give next last week. And I uh, just wanted to give him a shout out. But we're going to continue on in our engaged Purpose series, part three today, our commission and the church. Let's talk about us, but not just us individually, us as a whole. Look around you this morning. Woo! Some beautiful people in the room today. All right, and if you're wondering, yeah, yes, it's you. It's, I'm talking about you. There are some gorgeous people here today, and we together have been called by God. And we're going to dig into that. We're going to ask God to reveal some things today about how the church, when functioning properly, should work. What it should look like and what it is that we need to dig into so that the world can see it as well. God, start here, but Lord Jesus, don't let it end in this room. For a world that doesn't know you, God, teach us more about who you are, more of who we are in you, and more of what you want to do in our city. So there's three biblical metaphors that Jesus often used to describe this, 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 this created thing called the church. The first is the body. The second is the bride. And the third is a reminder that the church is also a building. The body is for spiritually and gifted, growing individuals to lean in to God as the head. Wherever it is that he is leading, God we will follow. The church is also the bride loving and leading and waiting for his return. Come on. And then finally, the church is the building. It's the people, but also it's the presence of where God has situated us in this city. It is not by accident that we're here. It is not by, by, by coincidence that uh, the Kanata building has the, the, the history that it has. It's for a purpose, and our desire is to say, God, where you've purposed us today, let us know what it is for so that we can watch you move in this amazing community. Let's start this morning with the body. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Romans chapter 12. We'll begin there today. But let's start with the body because this is such an important uh, thing for us to understand. It's something that Jesus leans into time and time again. And as he's delivering this message in the New Testament, it's a brand new message for people to hear. See, one of the reasons that people flock to Jesus is that Jesus spoke in a way that no one else was speaking when it came in terms of us and the Father. Jesus spoke in a way that people had never heard before when it came to their responsibility and their role and their inclusion in what it was that God was doing on the surface of the earth. See, at the time when Jesus was was moving, the, 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 the leadership principles that we had received from Moses and the high priests in the Old Testament, they had been changed and corrupted by the Pharisees of the time. In the Old Testament, there was this real clear separation of leadership that the leadership was empowered by God to meet with him and then deliver his message to the people. So we see that in the Old Testament with Moses going into the tent and the temple being built and only the high priest being able to go into the Holy of Holies. and, and, And there's this beautiful relationship of God through leadership to the people. But as Jesus is moving amongst the earth, the Pharisees have corrupted this leadership and instead they have elevated themselves above and beyond. As Jesus is delivering this message of the body, as he's talking, as we're just about to read here in Romans 12, I want you to understand that the listeners of the time would have had their mouths hit the floor saying, wait, I'm included? Because that's not the message of the Pharisees. The Pharisees were trying to hold their position and claim that they were the only ones that truly knew the Father. One of the reasons that they were so mad at Jesus is because he actually did. He actually knew who God was, and all they had was a pale representation that wasn't leading to anything but death and destruction of God's own people. But this is what Jesus was speaking. And as we dive into Romans 12, uh, Paul has downloaded this. We talked about this just a couple weeks ago that that Paul separated himself and spent time with Jesus. He didn't run to meet with the apostles, but he actually spent years alone with God until he finally returned from Egypt. And in Romans 12, he kind of comes out of this, this understanding of Jesus' words even in a different way. He says this, For as in one body... We have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. Payson Pruitt put this, the authors, and they say this, in both the global and local sense, we are one body that consists of many members, each operating according to our specific role, collectively working together in unity and harmony to accomplish Christ's mission. This is the church. You are not the church, but you are the church. Come on. Right? And it's important to understand that because so often in our world, the same as the Pharisees were doing as they were labeling, when one person would mess up, they would, they would put all the onus on that person. You're the reason that we're still in Roman captivity. If you could only be holy like we are holy. And Jesus steps in and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do not underestimate your importance in the body of Christ. Regardless of position or job or gifting, the talents that you believe that you have that are easily displayed, each and every person here this morning is vital in the mission of what God has planned for the city. Together, we can show the world who God truly is. Alone, they may get one aspect of who God is, but together, through the body, they can see him in completeness. And this is important for us to dig into, for us to dig in and ask God, okay, God, what is it that is my intended function within the body? Where is it that you want me to fit? What is it that you want me to understand about who I am and how I was created that will better show the world who you are? What can I offer here Sunday after Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, as Pastor Julia shared in this opportunity to show the world who God is? God, where do you want me to fit? It's important for each of us to seek God out in this matter. This is how we mature in our faith. And our individual maturity will produce a church that is mature. Hello? Our individual maturity will produce a church that is mature. If we agree and, and decide, listen, uh, I'm not just in it for myself, but I'm in it with God for what it is that I can bring to the church in a larger sense, It we'll be able to share and we'll be able to add more people into, into the kingdom of God that they will also know that they are a vital part of what God wants to do too. They just don't know it yet. But if all we do is try to seek, okay, God, where do I find? Where do I fit so that I can be happy? So that I can be. So that I can be. What we'll actually do is we'll create individual immaturity. And individual immaturity creates the churches that split. Individual immaturity creates the churches that don't actually have uh, openings for places to serve because we're not making room. Individual immaturity produces a church that is immature. And Canada, the same is true when it comes to renewal and revival. The personal always precedes the corporate. I believe that we're in a season of revival right now, and not just here at Life Center. I believe that the kingdom of God is on the move. And it is up to us to say, okay, God, we sense and believe that this revival is happening. And so, Lord Jesus, go deeper in my life so that together we can see you at work. The church is also the bride, loving and leading. Revelation 19:6-9 says this: Then I heard what seemed to be a voice of a great multitude like the roar of many waters like the sound of many pearls of thunder crying out, "Hallelujah! For the Lord our God the almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints." And the angel said to me, "Write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. This is this beautiful understanding of marriage and it's important in the church. I, I love this emphasis that the, that the gospels place on us as the bride. If you've ever been to the wedding, who, who do we stand up for? The bride? And this is another time where God in, in His infinite wisdom just flips the whole thing on its head. You, you need to understand that you are the one that He would do anything for. When you wake up in the morning, He rejoices in song. We thank Him for the breath that He's given, but He is as equally as in love with you as you are with Him. It's not amazing every gift that is given, every word that is spoken, every miracle that pours out in this place is God's love made manifest to us. That he would see us as his bride. It's this is beautiful understanding of who the church is. We are not so, some lowly created being simply, you know, pleading and and begging at the foot of the throne. No, God opens the gates for us and we walk in victorious because of Him. We walked in clothed in pure white because of Him. God has allowed us into this place, but He's also given us a position of glory because that's who He is. He loves us. Church, this morning, you are loved and highly favored. That he would send his son to die for you. Screams from the heavens how important we are to him. Don't miss that in the, time, in the in times when things grow dark, in the times where you can't see him clearly, it's easy for us to say, God, where are you? But he is yelling to you from heaven. He is screaming to you from the cross. I love you. And I'm here. We are the bride, loving and leading. We're also the building. People in presence. This can be a confusing thing because we spend so much time because I think of uh, how the church has represented in the past. The building has maybe uh, taken too much emphasis. And so in the last little bit, there's been a real new emphasis on the people, right? That we are the church. And this is important for us to understand. But it is also important for us to thank God for the building that we're in today. Come on. Right? That we would have this facility to be able to sit here to hear about the amazing things that God is doing in Cornwall and Blackburn. To have our kids right now receiving the gospel themselves, singing songs and finding out where it is that they fit. This is a blessing. And it's important for us to understand this. And in 1 Peter 2, 4-5, 7, 9 and 10, follow along with me. Just open up and here we go. As you come into him, a living stone rejected by man, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stone, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That's who we are. We are the church. Each of us. Cornerstone in all the different areas around the city that he has placed us. Representation, I spoke this one of the first weeks that I was here that the Bible calls us the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the physical representation that God is with us. In the Old Testament, they needed a building, now we are the building. But this building itself has been placed here for a reason. God has gathered us together as Life Center Canada for a purpose. I believe that God wants to see Kanata set free. I believe that God wants to see Carleton Place set free. I believe that God wants to see Cornwall and Orleans and Blackburn and name your community, place it in there. I believe that God wants to proclaim freedom over that place. Why? Because that's where you have been placed. And this church itself is a sign that as people pass by that they would know that this is the place that the invisible church becomes uniquely visible each and every Sunday. We are a stake in the ground that this and the next generation that we will declare as long as this building is here and people are coming we will serve the Lord. We are a sacred reminder how God moves in you and equally in all of us. The church is the body, each uniquely spiritually gifted, and thank God it is growing. The church is the bride, loving and leading. The church is the building, people and presence, organic and structured. I can't wait to see what it is that God is going to do right here in our midst. As I close this morning, I just want to thank him for being so present in this place. But I also want to remind us of the great commission that we have been equipped with. Why are we here? Why are we here today? To receive a good word? To hear of the amazing things that God is doing? Yes but more importantly than that, to grow intimately in our relationship with God, that we would be trusted with the commission that he spoke to his disciples. In Matthew 28, 18 to 20, he said this, And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Let's God, we proclaim your greatness until you come again. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would refill our lamps, each and every one that is present here this morning. Lord God, that we would stand in waiting awe and expectation of that bridegroom returning, Lord Jesus. Lord, we await your return. For each person that's here today, God, I pray that you would begin to move in their lives when it comes to their giftings. God, I pray that we would have too many volunteers for kids' ministry. That Pastor Karen wouldn't know what to do with everybody. That we would all Take this collective decision to say, "I will serve, and I will move, and I will fit wherever it is that God wants me to fit." What a blessing it is to play a small part in the in the in the the the, di- the download of your gospel into the lives of the young people. God, I pray for prophets, Lord Jesus, and teachers, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for those who are who are raising up and calling in to be prayer warriors in our midst, God. I pray for uh, more in guests and family services, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would continue to unlock worship giftings, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that there would be a continual unlock by your Holy Spirit in this place. Lord, I also pray for those today that have forgot that title of bride that you have given them God we are loved by you we are loved by you and so Lord Jesus for this house and everyone present in it whether online or in person we declare that we will serve the Lord we will serve you God and we will grow in our intimacy with you We will not neglect our time spent with you. We will not neglect our opportunity to read your scripture. We will not neglect our opportunity to pray for one another and believe for one another. And God, we are so open to what it is that you want to do here in Kanata. So God, every time that we're together, know, Lord Jesus, that we will get out of the way. So that you can speak. That you can move. So this morning, Lord Jesus, I pray that marriages will continue to be repaired. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that hope would be restored. God, I pray that we we're reminded that everything that we've seen, even since January, God, of different things being broken, those 22 baptisms that we just witnessed, it's just the tip of the iceberg what you're doing, God, under the surface is so much more. Call the prodigals home, God. Make ways, Lord Jesus, where there seems to be no way. Open doors, Lord God, and give us the boldness and the confidence to step in. Because God, it doesn't matter what happens here, God. This body is already failing, but nothing can touch our spirit. God, that belongs to you. And so, Lord, for each and every person that we hold dear, that you're allowing us to be included in relationship with, God, set them free in you know, the name of Jesus. By the name of Jesus, set them free that they would be here to worship together. God, grow your church and may your will be done. We ask that today in your holy name. Amen. <laughs>